good. I'm so good. It's raining here today. So oh, that's good. good. Yeah. Do you like rain? I don't know. I don't really like rain, oh. but the farmers like rain. So I tell myself that I like rain then. So anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> good. It's beautiful here today. So mm. that is nice. Gonna go to trivia yeah. tonight. So that'll be fun. Ooh. Looking forward to that. Yeah. It's gonna be a good day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Trivia. Trivia. So do you join a team then? Well, like we have a team and we're gonna go as a team to this oh. bar where they do trivia. But apparently, oh. so I've never done trivia. This is like a trivia company that like travels to different bars. And I've never done a trivia night with them. And apparently they're really, really hard. So I don't think Ooh. we're going to do that well, but we'll see. Who's all on your team? Um, so we're going because one of my friends from college is in town. And so he's going to be on it. His name's Matt. And then me, Brian, um, my two roommates, and my friend Sydney. Mm. I think that's it. I don't think I'm missing anything. Yeah. So Love that. And like, here's the thing with trivia. And then I were talking about this last night that you want to have, like, you don't necessarily just want smart people. Right. Cause like, you know, smart people are great, but like, you need like niche interest people. So it's like, you, and yeah. you need to have like a wide variety of them. So it's like, yeah. Emma knows a lot about like art. So like, that's helpful. Like art and art history, like a few of us can like cover sports like a few of us can cover pop culture but then like I don't know so it'll be interesting to see like like Sydney like is really good with music so that should be helpful so it's like you want like those niche interest people you know that know like deep cuts of knowledge about random stuff right yeah things that wouldn't matter outside of trivia exactly but you don't know what the categories are ahead of time so it's not like you can like plan for that so you know also, can you tell I'm competitive when I take a bar trivia this seriously? Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. <laughs> when we had a whole conversation about this last night in my house, yeah, we're a little competitive, but it'll be yeah, fun. You mean business. Yes, I do. Always yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I might go home and take a nap before that because I'm pretty tired. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm not pretty tired because I literally only had one class today and then um I went to the doctor's office and then um now I'm gonna go clean my car after this and then I have a couple good meetings. job yeah well so then I have a couple meetings and then I I'm an RA <laughs> nice I didn't know you were doing that I know I didn't either until like three days ago um and then like so for the summer to- or like yeah next year okay for the summer yeah I currently am but I'm like on duty tonight or whatever so I'll be up until 12 30 Nice. Um, so if you if you feel like you just need to I don't know need to text me at twelve thirty. If you, you need will be anything, awake. I will be awake. I will answer your text up until twelve thirty. I think sometimes you don't answer my texts when you are wide awake in the middle of the day. So oh yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> like every time. But yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, cool. I loved being an RA. That's fun. Yeah, I imagine it's pretty chill in the summer. So yeah, it's it's a lot of walking, um, because we're not an RA just for like the building. Like we're an RA for the entire campus. Um, so we have to go into all yeah, the yeah. buildings. So, oh wow! So you get your yeah. steps in. 
yeah it takes a while but that's okay I walked five miles yesterday speaking of getting your steps Ooh, in we purposely? did a walking tour yeah we did a walking tour of St. Paul and it was lots of fun I would love that me too I love my city love it so much <laughs> uh, cool Lydia we're talking about fruitfulness mm. we and are not like tomatoes tomatoes are a fruit this is the mood I'm in right now, okay? Tomato is fruit, and therefore ketchup is jelly. Yeah, but we're not talking about that kind of fruit, babe. Oh, okay. I thought we were. Right, yeah. It's what kind, it's of, fruit, what kind of fruit are we talking about, Lydia? Um, We're talking about spiritual fruit and ways yes. that we can gain it and also, and like receive it and then also give it bear it bear it yeah good word cool. um we're just gonna talk a little bit about we want to introduce like this subject to you guys because like we yeah we're just be talking about all of this season um but in order to like introduce it we just wanted to give a little bit of like stories and glory stories about times that we've received fruit as well as times that we've bore fruit um and yeah and just like yeah and also too like you can be fruitful and you can multiply and you can like be true to that commandment in ways other than like bearing children um and yeah that's kind of what we want to touch on Mm -hmm. love that cool um glory stories I love glory stories I think they're so important and we don't spend enough time talking about them or telling them so do you want to go first are you prepared I have like one but okay well I I have a couple and I can't decide which one I want to do. I mean, you can do multiple. Okay. Well, we're going to start with um, my dear sweet darling friend, Nicole. Um, mm, shout out. Yeah. And just like the times that she has. Yeah. Just been so, so good to me. Um, Nicole is probably the woman I go to most for advice. Um, and like specifically, like if I want like good advice on like hard things, I think I go to her. Um, and also too, even when I'm not like actively seeking advice, like, and we're just talking, I will get, I will gain something from her just by the way that she lives her life and the way that she like carries herself and the way that she like, like talks to others and like treats others. And just like the stories that she tells, like, I just like gain so much from that. Um, and there have been a couple of times, um, yeah, where Nicole has just like very, very much spoken the words of the holy spirit to me um Mm. and yeah i remember in particular there was this one time um and i'd gotten off i it was just it was right when i got off the road um with net for my second year um and i went over to her house and you know i'm the beverage lady so i always bring drinks over to her house um so we were sitting and we were drinking um drinking sparkling water Um, (laughs) Um, on her on her deck um and it was really really nice day out and she was like okay Leah like tell me like everything um which is also just like so like I've always just like appreciated that about Nicole is like she doesn't like ask me a specific question she leaves it very open-ended which I really like um so it kind of just like gave me like the freedom to respond in whatever way I needed to talk about at that moment um and I can't remember like what I started with but eventually we got to this topic of um one of the men on my, my team for my second year was really, um, just like hard for me to get along with and whatever. 
Um, and we butt heads a lot. And I was talking to her and I was like, oh my gosh, like I, <laughs> she, I was like, I'm just like so hurt by this guy because like he like treated me like whatever um and like would say all these things but like the thing that like hurt me the most was that like he saw me as very materialistic um Mm -hmm. solely because of the way that I talked and the way that I dress um and Mm -hmm. because he saw me as that he wouldn't like take my faith seriously um and he like would never yeah just like take my word for what it was like he would always like need to double check it or like triple check it because he would never believe me just straight up um and that was just really really hard um and Nicole was like, oh my gosh, like, whatever, like, tell me more. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, you know, like, there were times that I'd be, like, talking about how, like, it's really, like, like, fashion is really interesting to me, because I think that you can present yourself, um, and, like, evangelize in a way through what you wear, um, and I think that's really interesting, and, like, it's a facet that I really like, and how, and I was, like, talking to him about, like, how, um, you know, like, we're called to, like, be very much, like, um, in this world, but not of this world, and, like, yada 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 so like I and I was like telling like my like my teammate this and I was like oh yeah and like whatever and then my teammate just responded like really poorly to that and Nicole she looks at me and she goes you know Lydia like have you prayed for him and I was like no um (laughs) and she said she said I think that you should because um like you like and part of you should feel bad for him because there was at one point some thing or someone that made him believe a woman who cares about the way that she looks is a superficial and materialistic woman and that's not the reality of it Mm. um and like I think that that like really stuck to me stuck with me because like I realized that like like people like come across and like sometimes people hurt you um out of their own hurt you know um yeah and like this this teammate of mine like he yeah, someone would, must have at some point in his life, like, told him or, like, shown him that, like, you know, whatever, women are materialistic, um, Hmm. and, like, that's, that's just, that's ultimately just a wound that he has, um, and that's, that's not a poor reflection of who I am, and that's not a poor reflection even of who he is, it's just something that he's, like, wounded by, um, yeah, so Nicole has helped me grow a lot in compassion and a lot in, um, yeah, just, like, knowledge in that way, and, like, I don't know, like, I, not even in that example, but in, like, literally every other facet of my life, like, Nicole has played a little part in, um, I remember one time earlier this semester, um, I called Nicole, and I started crying, and I was, like, Nicole, like, I'm struggling with this, um, and, like, I'm, like, sad about it, and, like, yada, 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 um, and, like, this person did this, and, like, it hurts, whatever, and Nicole was just, like, Lydia, I'm, like, I'm so sorry. And like, it's like, you're valid to be upset, but also to like, remember that like that person is also hurt. And like, I don't know. It's just like little things like that where I'm like, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I needed to hear that, you know? Um, and yeah, I love so the way that she responds in like a, like just in both of those examples responds in a way that like, yeah, like your emotions are valid and that's fair that you feel this way, but also like calling you to a higher perspective right and saying like but have you considered this you know and I think that's so much of like what we need in our life I think especially as women and I think men need it too but especially as women because we tend to like react to our emotions as a like general generalization for sure but like react to our emotions instead of allowing like reason to always perfect our reaction right and so sometimes we just need that of like 
no, like this emotion is valid, right? Because we can't say that they aren't because they are. Every emotion is valid. Um, but like, have you considered this? Or even just asking that question of like, like, where is your heart at? Like, what is the Lord saying about this? And just like, and calling you on to, and I have people in my life who do this too all the time. I'm just calling you on to like, okay, but like, what else could be going on here? You know? And in a way that's super loving and not gossipy and not just like, kind of like riling you up in your anger. Right. <laughs> like that's so important. Cause I know that there are people that I go to sometimes that I shouldn't go to because I just know that they're going to be like, Oh yeah, you're right. Like that's like, that's awful. And you should be mad and all of these things. And it's like, that's not yeah. actually helpful. Right. It's like, that's like, that's not actually fruitful. Right. And mm-hmm. so I, yeah, in both of those examples, that was kind of like the, the trend that I saw. And yeah, that's really beautiful. Well, and like also going off of that, like, yeah, like emotions are valid, but they're not always the truth. Um, so like, just because you feel like someone did something doesn't mean they actually did, you know, or just because you feel mad doesn't mean that like, that's necessarily warranted. Um, so just like being able to take a step back for that. And like, also like her as a third party, be able to like speak into that and being like, yes, like I see you, but also don't stay there, you know? Um, yeah. Like, like the Lord doesn't want you to rest there. You can feel that for a beat, but you aren't going to rest there. Right. Yeah. So she's very good at like, just like pulling me out of whatever emotion it might be. Um, yeah. And just kind of like seeing the other person as the person. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go Nicole. Even if she doesn't one. know them, like seeing the other person as a person, whether she knows them or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Oh, so good. Um, okay. One of my first stories is, um, and you kind of said this at the beginning of like, right. Like the only, like, it's not true that the only way to be fruitful is like to bear physical children. Right. Um, and I thought specifically of when I was praying about this question. Um, so my best friend, Steph and her husband, Isaac are incredible. Um, they are married obviously I said her husband, um, but I lived with Steph for three years before they, um, lived with Steph for three years before they got married and they started dating like right when Steph and I moved in together. So I moved to Minnesota. She was like my only friend. Right. Um, and we weren't even really friends yet. Right. We were just like, we were like, you know, sharing an apartment and moved in. They started dating right away. And I was like, I think partly because of like my own just like doubt or like insecurity and just experiences that I'd had in the past, they started dating. And I was like, Oh, great. Well now like my only friend has a boyfriend. And so I'm not going to have any friends or I'm going to have to make friends on my own because she's just like, not going to be my friend. because She has a boyfriend, which like hindsight 2020, right. Of like, why did I think that? Um, because like the reality was that the exact opposite happened. Um, like I became really, really good friends with both of them. And like, they are two of my best friends to this day. Um, and I've just been reflecting, especially lately on they now, so they've been married for, uh, almost three years, right? Yes. Math COVID years are weird. Um, and they have been married for almost three years and have beautiful baby girl. Her name is Maggie. Um, she's lovely. Um, just about 10 months old. She's also your goddaughter, right? She is my goddaughter. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which I love. Um, 
And so, you know, like real, like fruitful marriage in that regard, but also just like seeing the fruit that their marriage bears, even outside of children, um, particularly like the ways that I've experienced that of just like being invited into their family life. Um, and just like in a very real way, like being a part of their family because they are my friends and because she is my best friend. And like, just the, like the fruitfulness that she bears in my life every day in a lot of the similar ways, actually what you were saying about Nicole of just like the, the reality that, um, sometimes she has to be like, yeah, like, or sometimes she can be like, yeah, that's legit. Like that's wrong or bad or hard. Um, but then also saying like, okay, well that's yes. Like that's valid. But have you, have you thought about this or what are you thinking about this? Or have you prayed about this? Um, and just offering that perspective too. Um, and so both just like in conversations with her, but then also just, yeah, being invited into their family um, and being a part of their family life in a very real way um, is a way that they have like just borne a lot of fruit in my life and like helping me figure out like what I want my life to look like in the future, right? Like my parents are incredible and I have a great like example of marriage and my parents, but also just like we cannot have too many of those. <laughs> And mm -hmm. so knowing them and watching their family life, um, has just borne so much fruit in like what I desire for that in the future as well. Um, and what that might look like for me. So yeah, Steph and I did. Well, also it's so weird. Cause it's like your friend and like your parents are like, yes. great, whatever, but like that's your parents, right? You don't know them as like individual people. Yeah. Yes. Also too, like Steph, you know her as like a single, I suppose, you know, her as a girlfriend, you know, her as a fiance, you know, her as a wife. And now, you know, her as a mother and yeah. like, I don't know, that's just like all very different dynamics. So like you can yes. see the ways that she's changed and you can try to emulate yeah. them if you want to, you know? Absolutely. And just to see the way that our friendship has changed in every one of those seasons. Um, but the ways that like, we've continued to choose each other, even as our friendship has changed has been really, really beautiful and a gift. And like our friendship has like borne a lot of fruit because of that um, and just intentionally choosing one another. So that's great. Those were glory stories. Do you have another glory story of like receiving I mean, fruitfulness that I you have, wanted to share? I have like a, yeah, I have like a slight one that I want to share. Um, okay. This also like, isn't like personally me, but like whatever. Um, so it also goes along with the theme of like holy families, right? Um, yeah. The... Uh, so the residence director, that's one of them that lives on campus, um, is, so it's her, her husband and her little baby, her like seven month old baby that live together. Um, yeah. And every Sunday they go to mass at, on campus, which is great because not a lot of families do that. Um, and I know a lot of the students, almost every single student I know, um, has at one point or another, like mentioned that they love seeing that family there with their baby, um, because mm -hmm. they are just such like a good mass. example. Yes. They are such a good example of like loving each other as like a spouse and also like loving each other, like, in, like the ways that they care for their baby. Um, yeah. And you can just see like the ways that like the dad like steps up to the plate and like carries the baby and like um like mm. will like feed the baby or like clothe the baby or um 
yesterday I saw the dad take the baby to the Marion shrine, um, the Marion grotto on campus. Um, and then like, I don't know, they like go on runs together and they like, like, you'll see them go on walks together a little time. Um, and I was telling her name's Rebecca. I was telling Rebecca, I was like, oh my gosh, like your family is like a great example for all of the families or all of the um, students here on campus, but also to mm. your husband in particular is a great example to the men on campus of what like a good father mm-hmm. and what a good spouse looks like. Um, and I feel like a lot of the times like men, especially when they're in like their high school, college age, they don't necessarily yeah. think that like babies are like the uber masculine thing but like here this man is and he's super masculine and his wife is like the most beautiful Mm. woman that you've ever seen and like yet he's like kneeling before mary at the grotto Mm. you know that's Um, really beautiful yeah so just being able to like and like that is like literally like they don't like i mean yeah the the husband doesn't work he's not like a worker for the university um so he doesn't really like talk to the students a lot but even just like through his like life and the way that he just lives and the way that he exists like is an example and is bearing fruit you know mm-hmm. even though you don't really have a personal relationship with him absolutely yeah and I think that can happen in right like that's the kind of the purpose of community right is that like an entire community can bear fruit to each other even if it's not that close tight-knit personal relationship which is why we have community like Mm -hmm. that's why we're called to be in community with each other I love that and like radical community not just like I see you and wave to you but like radical community of like no like I'm living my life here Mm -hmm. and I'm depending on you in ways that I don't want to depend on people and you're depending on me in ways that I'm not sure I can fulfill that's really yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. it's good yeah do you have another one um I mean I have lots um like any that you want to talk about yeah that's what I'm trying to decide I mean I think like the example that I think of most is and it's just like fresh on my mind we had um so we did at the end of the year the eighth graders have a theology of the body unit and so we do through that we do um they do a men's and women's session with Melissa in her classes and like so I go with Melissa with the girls and then David takes the guys and it's great um but one of the things that we talked about in that uh with the girls is just like right like female friendships and the importance of that and the importance of like the way that the women in your life will affirm your worth and just like the reality of and just reflecting on in those conversations, like how much Melissa has done that for me, um, of just like, I almost told this story to the eighth graders, but I didn't, but it's a cute one. She like, there was one week that I was just like, particularly having a rough time of lots of different things. And um, she's just like somebody who can very uh, effectively, I will say, like speak truth into lies that I'm believing about myself. Mm-hmm. And I was just having a particularly rough week and she got me a gift and with the gift, she gave like a postcard and it was cute. Like the address was like all like things that I love, which was just cute. But then also like the note that she wrote just said like, cause she had jokingly said this the day before to me, she said, just remember that everything I say is true and everything you think is not. 
now of course right like she's having fun like she's joking around like that's not entirely true but like in that moment it's like her emphasizing like the lies that you hear in your head are not true what I'm telling you is true and like you have to believe what I am telling you in this moment because it's true and just like casting out lies over and over and over again with like no like what you're actually thinking right now is not true what I'm saying is even if it doesn't feel it and so just like yeah just like constantly casting out lies and insecurities and um yeah just bearing fruit in that way of like bearing seeds of truth Mm. that I need yeah like even just the most basic things like you're loved you're seen you're good at your job like all of those things of just like yeah you're appreciated just like how like little of a comment that is you know what I mean that like oh yeah you're good at your job like you know how like yep. simple that is to say or simple that it yep. is to do but like it's not simple to believe so it's good to have women that like keep reaffirming that you know over and over oh, and over absolutely. again also saying it out loud also to have a like, yeah like again like another person say it to you as opposed to you say it to you is completely different right, right. and having yeah. her who watches me do my job every day right like she is mm-hmm. probably the one like outside of David and like honestly probably even with David like right? Like she's the one that watches me work all the time. She's the one that watches me have relationships with teenagers more than anyone else in my life. And so for her, like, it means a lot when anybody tells me that I'm good at my job, but like for her, it's like, okay, no, like, like if you're saying this, then it has to be true, you know? And Mm -hmm. so just also just the weight that that carries, which is a gift. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Does Father Peter ever tell you you're good at your job? He does. He does, in good. fact. That's yeah. that's good. He is important. He is, he is very good. He do be your boss just a little. He is. He's in charge. Yeah. He's a good boss. Anyway. Good pastor. <laughs> anyway, is. we can have oh a gosh, whole she's such a good on Father Peter. We can have a whole episode on Father Peter appreciation, so we can't. Anyway, stories of fruitfulness that you've seen, Lydia, where the Lord has used you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was good. Yeah, so that was um, stories that, like, yeah, of women bearing fruit in our lives. Just to clarify. And now we're going into, like, yeah, ways that we bore fruit in others' lives. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, (laughs) Okay, um, I... Actually, yeah. How about you start? I have a lot Um, and I'm just trying to decide what I like, what is worthy of being shared. Okay. Um, well, mine is going to be my first one's going to be recent. Um, so last month, like a month ago, um, we had extreme faith night, which is, I think I've talked about on the podcast before, but the middle school ministry event that we do once a month on a Friday. Um, and it's, I mean, it's the simplest of formulas for ministry. It's pizza for the first hour, pizza and hangout, and then adoration, praise and worship for the second hour with a short exhortation. And the third hour is dodgeball in the gym. And that's it. That's all we do. But middle schoolers love it. And keep coming back and it's very minimal planning for me. And so it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, but so the last one that we did, um, in April and we had 
our March one was a little bit smaller than normal. And then April just like blew up. So we had like over 70 middle schoolers, which was great. Um, and just like, so we had, David and I had gone to like a professional development day that the Archdiocese does where um, the staff from Our Lady of Grace had talked about a book that they had read together and basically just like spoken about the importance of like offering opportunity for invitation to teens to respond to the gospel, right? So like first and foremost, it was like basics of proclaiming the kragma, right? Like basics of proclaiming the gospel. Um, and then like the importance of offering an opportunity to respond to that and the importance of like hammering into them. Like Jesus is asking you a question with his passion, death and resurrection that you can't not respond to. Right. So like mm-hmm. I, um, did the exhortation that night and just kind of gave the, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Wow. Words are hard right now. Um, no, nope, I don't know. Comparison, I guess that's not the word I'm looking for, but you'll know what I mean. Um, right. Like compared it to like a wedding proposal, right. Like, or a marriage proposal if a man gets down on one knee and asks a woman to marry him, like, she can't just be like, mm, I'm not, not really sure. Like, let me, like, I'll let you know, you know, like, and then just like, never mention it. Right. Like, but it, like, so often that's what we do with the Lord. Like, that's what our spiritual life boils down to is like, Jesus is like asking us this really big question of like, this is everything that I am doing, have done for you. I'm pursuing you. I'm giving my life for you will you follow me? Like, will you come with me? And we're kind of like, mm, maybe someday, but like right now I'm like a little bit too comfortable in this other stuff. So maybe mm-hmm. like, we'll see, I'll circle back with you, Jesus. And it's like for so long, for so much of our life, like that's how we respond instead of giving like our real yes. Um, and so just like encouraging the middle schoolers, like think about like, this question that Jesus is asking you and like he's asking you this very basic question of like will you follow me and we don't know what that looks like yet like especially for you guys in your life like you don't know what that looks like yet but like right now you have to make a choice like you have to like you're here in front of the Lord in the Eucharist and like he's asking like will you follow me will you trust me do you love me and like you have to make a choice and so part of the like challenge to respond is like throughout our time of praise and worship you can come up um, and just like kneel in front of the altar and take a couple minutes and like pray a prayer in your own heart, just like committing yourself to the Lord and answering that question, however you want to answer it. So maybe it's like, and for a lot of them, like, it's like, it's not the first time you've done this. So like, you can just kind of like recommit yourself because we have to do that every day. Um, Or if it is the first time, just kind of like pray that prayer of like Jesus, like, I'm not so sure what this is going to look like, or maybe I'm a little scared or maybe like I'm all in, but like, I want to follow you. Um, and just the like profound movement of the Holy spirit in that room that night was like amazing. And so, so it's like, and like, this is like kind of a bad story because it's not really how I bore fruit because like none of it was my idea and none Mm -hmm. of it was my work. Right. Which like, that's also, but I think that's important because that's also like how fruitfulness works, right? Like we can only be fruitful if we're connected to the vine. Um, and so like, because I had been praying that week, right? Like, because I had 
a connection to the vine because I had um, a relationship with the Lord. Like I can turn to them and say, this is the gift that this is. Um, what are you going to do with it? And mm-hmm. just like get out of the way while the Holy Spirit works. And so I think like that's a key that's like a key point of fruitfulness is that like, I can't be fruitful. I can't bear fruit. The Lord cannot bear fruit through me unless I am connected to the vine and I'm getting out of the way. Like that's actually his, the ideal way that he wants to use me. Like just pray and get out of the way. And it was Mm -hmm. so beautiful. And just seeing the middle schoolers, like actually take that seriously. And like, kneel in front of Jesus and just like the look on their faces they just like look at the Eucharist it was just like uh and then as they like worship afterwards it was so beautiful mm. yeah I like the part of them worshiping afterward that's yeah. so good yep it was beautiful it was a good night mm. Mm. yeah um I think that's also true you know have you ever heard someone say like oh yeah like I like forgot what I said or whatever yeah I don't know, like yeah when like someone gives you advice and they're like oh yeah I forgot I said that like that and then they're like oh yeah that must have like been like the Holy Spirit's like words and not mine like that is so real you know the idea that oh absolutely yeah you're like almost like not like you're present in your own body but like you're also like you're quite literally just being a vessel you know like nothing else um yeah I like that and just like completely getting out of the way for God Mm mm-hmm yeah yep um yeah okay great um so my uh, one of the the ways that I've grown a lot of fruit and bore a lot of fruit in my life is like a completely unexpected way um so about a year ago I wrote a letter for um a website called the catholic woman um which if you don't know who they are they're like amazing and wonderful and you should like Mm -hmm. look it up and basically yeah, like, basically, like, it's a company that, like, is, like, defining the term, like, Catholic feminism, um, mm-hmm. and talking about how to be, like, authentically feminine within the Catholic church and whatever, um, and so, like, their material and their content that they put out is, like, letters that are, like, written to them, um, but then, like, they, like, publish them and, like, address them to, like, you know, other women or whatever, um, so I got the chance to be one of those writers, um, and I wrote my letter on healing that I had experienced mm-hmm. throughout my life, um, and I worked really, really hard on it, and, like, it was honestly something that, like, I wasn't really doing as, like, a, like, a ministry or, like, an evangelization tool. It was more of, like, I just like writing, and I just, like, that's what I do to process things, um, yeah. so it was, like, it was quite literally just, like, an excerpt from like my diary that I had rewritten into a letter um and then I like submitted it and it got accepted and then like a couple months later it was published and I was like shaking that it was like public because it was like very very vulnerable um and very scary to like put that into the world yeah um and I went to bed that night and I told like my like my net um the women on my net team I was like oh my gosh like um I'm so glad that it like came out like right before I was going to bed because like now I can go to bed and like not have to worry about like you know anyone saying anything or whatever because I'm sleeping so I can't see it um and I was like fully expecting like also like me not to like hear anything about it um well when I woke up I had well over like 50 women in my dms just like 
telling me all mm. of their stories of like things that they had gone through in their lives that were similar to mine um and just talking about how like they like they like read my story and they were like yeah this is like a good example of like redemptive suffering um mm. yeah and it was just it was so so good and like so like one to like like it humbled me and that like these women like shared like their story with me and like trusted me with their secrets and their hurt um but then also too that like these women were so like edified by what I said and my words that they felt the need to reach out you know um and not only like those like initial women like for the last like for the month after like it was published I would get probably like 15 women every single day um just talking to me and it was like so yeah it was good it was like a platform that I never thought that I would ever have um but I did have it and I had it for a little bit of time and I yeah I just was so incredibly amazed by it um yeah Mm. so anyway that's so cool I love that Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. just allowing the Lord to use you in unexpected places Mm -hmm. yeah and also when you don't like necessarily intend to be used you know yeah it like goes back to what you were saying of like yeah like all I need to do is be connected to the vine and I will be used as an instrument you know um absolutely yeah even if I'm not seeking it so Mm-hmm. yeah oh, love that so good yeah ah, just basking in the ways that the lord uses us and it's such mm-hmm. a gift yeah what he does even in spite of us right like the things that he does even in spite of me fighting it because i like to control things or whatever mm-hmm. insert yeah my own pride here and yet he still like he uses even that like in mm-hmm. spite of our weakness and because of our weakness, like it allows us to be used by him. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah. And yeah, going off of that, like I, whenever I would like talk to like girls, right. Who were like experiencing like hurt or whatever in their lives, I'd always be like, oh, like, yeah, like a window is really pretty and like it allows light to shine through, but like a stained glass window is so much more beautiful because it's like the broken pieces that mm-hmm. like like you can see like light in a completely new way that you couldn't see with like from a perfect window and I think like the Lord like that goes back into like bearing fruit too of like okay yeah like sometimes we need to crack and we need to break before we can shine in different ways absolutely Mm -hmm. love that yeah (sighs) ah so good yeah um so we're all fruitful if you have a relationship with, with God yeah um, to the vine and you will bear fruit uh-huh um yeah I want to hear um I love glory stories so if any of the listeners want to share a yeah. glory story ever I would love that send us both yeah. send us like how other people especially other women have like borne fruit in your life and how like you have seen that happen through you mm-hmm. and in you mm-hmm. yeah that'd be really fun yeah cool cool great um we're praying for you all follow us on instagram let us know how we can pray for you and mm-hmm. yeah we'll be back next week lydia yeah. great get excited get excited great okay, okay. bye bye